One day after falling to the Dallas Cowboys, 45 to 10, the Washington Commanders made a move firing defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio and defensive backs coach Brent Wieselmeyer. We're breaking that down, talking about what's coming up next and what this potentially means for the future of head coach Ron Rivera on this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation or have this conversation in large parts before the episodes drop uh, by becoming a Locked On Commanders Insider. Join the Commanders Insider program. You get news, inside scoops, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone. Uh, and when news is breaking, we're talking about it, you know, uh, leading up to when I can get on the mic uh, and drop an episode for you. One-on-one -on -one conversations with me via text impact the show. Do all the good stuff. Go join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. To sign up for that today, I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for CommanderCountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, greatly appreciate your continued support for the show. This bonus episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. All right, guys. So this is a bonus episode. So much more on these moves coming up. Uh, as we get through uh, the next week of episodes, the Washington Commanders were at work on Friday. Obviously, this 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 move was made. Uh, firing defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio, defensive backs coach Brent Wieselmeyer. Uh, Christian Garcia is going to move up into the cornerbacks or the defensive backs coach position. Um, they still have a defensive assistant coach, uh, you know, and, and safeties coach still on staff. He's going to maintain his position, and basically, Ron Rivera is going to assume. Uh, the defensive coordinator role, play calling roles, and and all that stuff. And um, you know, for full context, you know, this happened uh, as I was flying uh, home from Dallas uh, Friday morning, Friday early afternoon. Uh, landed to make my first connecting flight, and you know, as soon as I turned on my phone, it was just notifications, just craziness everywhere. Uh, the news had come out, so I literally just got home from Dallas. Walked in the door, dropped my bags, kissed my wife, said hi to the kids, uh, pet the dogs real quick, real quick, came right up uh, to do this episode live with you guys so we can talk about some of the surface topics. And I mean, I'm going to keep this very surface on this bonus episode. So first things first, reactions, right? That's that's kind of what we all do here. Um, and if you've got your own reactions, your own thoughts, uh, drop them in the comment section and, and I'll pull some of them up as we go through this bonus episode. Keep them clean because if they're not clean, I can't pull them up on the show. Uh, but drop your thoughts, drop your comments as we go through this thing. First things first, I'm going to say it like this, you know, and look, everybody's entitled to their own reaction and their own opinions and and all those other things. Um, this is not something that I am celebrating. You know what I mean? Like a, a coach getting fired or a player getting, you know, cut or something like that. Like that's not really to me. That's just not something that that we should be celebrating. You know, Dan Snyder selling the team and no longer being affiliated with the team and all that stuff. That's a little bit different. Like there's there's kind of like some evil, you know, deeds being done there. Uh, that led up to that. So that to me is is a different you know hemisphere uh, of of transaction that we're talking about when, when it comes to an NFL franchise. But Jack Del Rio is a guy that you know 
for for all of his potential flaws and the defensive struggles and all this stuff like there's there's no stories or rumors you know reported or otherwise about him you know phoning it in in meetings or not going through and being the best coach he could be or being late to meetings or being late to work or or anything like that like this is a guy who you know he they, these coaches spent a lot of hours uh, at work during the week during the off time during the off season all this stuff so I just I do want to just kind of shed a light on a little bit of of you know what kind of work. Uh, goes into to what Jack Del Rio and Brett, Brett Fieselmeyer uh, were trying to do here with the Washington Commanders, and it didn't work. Obviously, this is part of the business, so they understand it. We understand. Everybody understands it. I'm just I'm just going to let you know I'm going to come short of a round of applause or, or celebrating it. Hopefully, what we can celebrate is growth from the team and future developments from the team that produce winning. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want for you as Commanders fans. That's what they want to produce as well. So I'll I'll celebrate that. Uh, you know that 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 side effect or, or that side product. You know what I mean. If that's what ends up coming from it, but I'm going to fall short uh, of celebrating. You know, a, a person getting fired uh, from a job that they're they're spending so many so much time really doing. So again, that's just me. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad out there. If you want to celebrate it, hey, that's your prerogative. You do you. Um, by all means, go for it. Uh, you know, I'm just letting you know that I'm not in a celebratory mood when we talk about this. Because at the end of the day, what this means is that the Washington Mayor's defense has not delivered. And it's not just this season. It's not just this weekend. It's the Dallas Cowboys. And that's something that Ron Rivera talked about in the press conference on Friday after the news broke. We talked to him at 1 o'clock. Uh, I mentioned traveling home. I was literally sitting in the back of a Southwest airplane uh, or South South. I don't know what you know. The, you know the airline. I'm sitting in the back of the airplane. Uh, and I and I just I booked it all the way to the back of the airplane. I had my phone out, had my iPad out. I'm I'm in the Zoom and I'm I'm talking to my my insiders uh, as the things going on. Just hoping that the airplane doesn't take off and I lose my signal uh, before we get up in the air and and do all those things. So you know a lot of a lot of hectic business going on, but there's a reason for it, right? And, and it the, has the writing been on the wall for quite a little bit. It absolutely has. The the Washington Commanders bottom line 2019 defense. This 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 franchise uh, had the 27th ranked scoring defense. In the NFL, that's when Jay Gruden and his crew was removed. Ron Rivera and his group comes in starting in 2020, and Jack Del Rio comes in with Ron Rivera. That year, they had the fourth-ranked scoring defense, and that's when we start getting kind of this hype about this defense, and it's going to be kind of one of the best in the National Football League, top 10, top 5, all that stuff, extremely disruptive and all those things. Then you go to 2021, they drop all the way down to 25th in the league. And then 2022, you know, I think we all remember kind of the – the early scoring streaks and, and all that stuff. And it certainly didn't start super hot, but at the end of the year, they, they kind of got going and it was, it became a defense where we once again got to talk about if this team just had average or better quarterback play, uh, they would, they would really be onto something. They end up finishing the season seventh overall this season. They have gotten that average or better quarterback play for the most part. Certainly Sam Howell has had one, two, or even three offs uh, as a young quarterback where he has not been able to produce but the bottom line is Washington Commanders 32nd uh, in scoring this year, uh, 350 points scored against them so far through uh, through 12 weeks of the NFL season, 29.2 uh, points per game. I mean, you're, you're never going to win if you're giving up uh, almost a 30 burger every single week. So the firing certainly earned, you know what I mean, all that stuff. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I've had a lot of insiders ask me, and I've had, you know, I've seen social media and some other media members talking about like, where did things go wrong? Is it scheme? Is it player talent? Is it communication? And I think the real answer, honestly, is it's all of it. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the scheme, uh, you guys, every day, as you already know this, I'm a 3-4 guy. I love the 3-4 base. You know what I mean? Odd fronts. You know, I, I, I like going one down lineman with, with a lot of talent and athleticism on the field. 
go three down linemen and leave four or five guys in the middle of the field. Uh, and if you need to get heavy, then go with five down linemen. That's Cinco package. You love to see that uh, in heavy sets and, and all those things. I just think that's a more versatile way of doing things. Jack Del Rio prefers the even front uh, system, typically called a 4-3 uh, and all those things. It just hasn't worked out because when you have that many guys dedicated to the line of scrimmage, you have to you have to win with those guys on the line of scrimmage. And if you don't, there really is no second wave of attack uh, coming in because if you do that, now you're leaving guys in the back end of the defense wide open. So, you know, schematically, certainly there are some things I could change uh, talent-wise. I don't know. I think that's something that hopefully we're going to find out here in the next few weeks, you know, the end of the season, uh, whether or not it's a talent mismatch or it's just a talent deficiency. And I feel like it's a talent mismatch and something that has gotten a little bit more traction here in the last couple of weeks. And I think is going to get a little bit more traction here in the next week. Once the commanders get back to work is the op is the possibility of Benjamin St. Juice moving to free safety. And I'm going to, I'm just going to be completely transparent with you guys. When I first saw Benjamin St. Juice in person at the senior bowl, the year he was coming out of Minnesota, uh, you know, there were no ties to Washington, no ties to any team I was covering. I was just watching him from a, uh, you know, a prospect evaluation standpoint. I saw him doing cornerback drills, saw him doing the DB drills. And I said, to pretty much anybody that was there in, in the vicinity. I think this dude is an NFL free safety. I know I'm not alone in that. There are some former NFL people that, I, that I've talked to. There are some other media members that I've talked to. They've talked to some other former NFL people. And there are multiple people who look at Benjamin St. Juice and say, you are a free safety. You're a safety. You're a cover safety in the NFL, not a cornerback. And, you know, if Emmanuel Forbes is healthy, I don't And, you know, this is just my own kind of me speaking things into existence, right? Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Forbes on the outside, Danny Johnson in the slot. Uh, you put uh, Benjamin St. Juice back out there as a safety with Cam Curl. Percy Butler comes in and, you know, heavy coverage, you know, packages, things like that rotates in from time to time. You get Defoe back. And I think you got, you know, you potentially have something that you can move on for the future. As far as what's going to go on in the future with the schemes and all that stuff, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit on this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are going to... We are going to do this thanks to our friends over at FanDuel. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Black Friday football was a thing. The Miami Dolphins were favored by 9.5. They made good on any money line bet you did there. So if you signed up, made the money line bet on the Dolphins, they did good for you. So you won that bet. And you got 150 bucks in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is incredibly easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and score this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. This bonus episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I look forward to the holiday season every single year. Thanksgiving, Christmas, my kid's birthday is right around the corner. New Year's is coming up. But it's also the final stretch of the NFL season. NBA is getting rolling. Uh, I got all my postseason uh, activities that I'm starting to get planned, and I got to financially ear, you know, dog ear some money for it and all that stuff. Uh, I'm walking in from a three-day business trip and having to go straight upstairs and go to work because the commanders are making staff moves. It can be a lot, and it's hard to feel like you're making everybody happy all the time. Sometimes that stress can get to you, and if that stress is getting to you, then you could try therapy. Therapy will help you become a better you, create those barriers you need to make sure you're protecting yourself while you're trying to make everybody else happy. So if you're starting, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. All right, guys, rolling right along in this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders following the firing of Jack Del Rio and Brent Bieselmeyer. And, you know, the final part of the conversation about what went wrong with Jack Del Rio really boils down to talent evaluation, right? And I do believe there's a little bit of a talent evaluation issue going on with this defense, and that's not all on Jack Del Rio. It's not all on Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew. There's a whole lot of people involved in the talent evaluation process on an NFL team. Uh, but I think when you look at, you know, you, you look at, Chase Young, for example, their first first round draft pick of their 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 tenure uh, doesn't finish his rookie contract before he gets traded. I'm not, and and I think this is an important example because when I talk about the evaluation process, not necessarily is a guy talented or not talented enough. It's also do you have the talent? Do you have the mindset? Do you have the ability to be communicated with and communicate uh, to your coaching staff? And whether it was a talent issue, whether it's a communication issue, bottom line is Chase Young did not work out with this coaching staff, with this front office, with this organization. So there's an evaluation flaw in there somewhere. And some of these things are really hard, you know, personality traits, leadership ability, all this stuff. Some of this is really hard to scout in, in the actual scouting process because every time they talk to you, they know it's a job interview. They're not showing you necessarily their true selves. We all do that. You go to a job interview, you're not in there acting like you are on a Saturday night with your friends. No, you're at in there showing them the best you or what you think they want to see in you and, and players do. Uh, the exact same thing. They coached up on all different levels to do the same thing. But then, you know, you look forward, you got Jamin Davis, and he's a linebacker that is not really fit uh, to what the Washington Commanders wanted him to to do, what his role was supposed to be, and what he's actually really good at doing. Um, has have not really jived. Uh, he he had some other, some other bad plays against the Dallas Cowboys as well. I don't expect his fifth-year option to get picked up this offseason. So that's going to be another example of a bad personnel fit. Uh, again, we already talked about Benjamin St. Juice and, and the possibility that he's kind of playing out of position or out of his his maybe his strongest role, uh, things like that. And the linebacker situation in general, not just Jamin Davis, but they really haven't been able to find that solid footing in the linebacker group. I think safety potentially is where you can say they've had the most success, finding Cameron Curl in the seventh round. Derek Forrest has been a real gem. Percy Butler has had moments, you know, certainly of, of down play, but he's also had moments of really good play that you can kind of lean on. Um, but Bottom line is I think there's there's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of the player themselves not executing, a little bit of communication issues. There's been reports, conversations about Jack Del Rio's game being super, super complex and him not either being willing or able to simplify it to make it easier for his players. Um, I think we saw a little bit of that when they went to more man coverage, which I know some of you don't really like the more man coverage, but I think that was an effort to try to simplify the defense from Jack and his staff and it just really didn't work. Uh, you got a lot of zone players out there. And now you're trying to tell them to play physical man coverage and it's just not happening very well. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what Ron Rivera does with the time that he has because it's hard to make sweeping changes, right? Like I would love to see the three, four. We're just talking about that every day. You know, we've talked about it before. I don't like Ron can't come in here in 10 days and just completely turn this defense into a three, four defense and say, Hey, you know, uh, big Phil or John Ridgeway or whoever, like you're the nose, John, you're a DN, Deron, you're a DN, uh, you know, uh, KJ Henry, you're an outside linebacker, Andre Jones, Jr. You're an outside linebacker, James Williams, Case two Hill, same thing. Uh, Jamin Davis, Cody Barton, you're now off ball, middle linebacker, so on and so forth. Like, but I do, I am interested to see if we start seeing a little bit of new wrinkles that, kind of go in that direction. You know what I'm saying? Because I think really at the end of the day, what comes next is the potential possibility. I don't think any of us really believes 
that if you were to put a percentage number on Ron Rivera sticking around to the end of the season or past the end of the season, I don't think the odds are very high right now. But if there is an opportunity for Ron Rivera to hold to keep his job, so we're kind of getting into the next two spots here. What's next in Ron Rivera's future here? It's to show again the culture has changed. We all acknowledge that the quarterback situation looks like you have the opportunity to potentially have your guy for the future. The defense is the problem, and you're a defensive head coach. Jack Del Rio is the guy you brought in. These are your draft picks. That's a big problem. So if it's a stylistic thing, and Ron Rivera kind of hints at that, that you know maybe there's some things stylistically that he's going to do that Jack wasn't doing, if those stylistic changes and if this changes shake up as Ron Rivera uh, uh, comments or, or described it as in his press conference, re result produces improved results, the benefit that Ron Rivera has is – your your next schedule of opponents. I mean, you've got the Miami Dolphins coming up next weekend. You got a trip across the West Coast to the West Coast to play the Los Angeles Rams. And don't don't underestimate that matchup. The Niners are coming in. The Cowboys are coming in. I mean, this isn't going to be a situation where if this defense is improved under Ron Rivera's style and guidance and, and changes, that we look at it and say, Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like these are really, really talented units that you're about to face off against. Um, and the Dallas Cowboys is really the biggest one because that's the last game of the season. So from the Dallas Cowboys to the Dallas Cowboys, you are going to get to see and measure the impact that Ron Rivera, the defensive coordinator now, uh, is going to make on this team. So, again, how how possible is it for Ron Rivera to save his job at the end of the season? I don't know. He and Mr. Harris, Josh Harris, they know that more than anybody else. I know the the, the predominant feeling on the outside still is and will remain that it's not likely or it's impossible um, but if there was ever a chance for him to do it, this is the opportunity to do it. I think this is why Josh Harris decides I'm going to stick with Ron. We've seen the reports of, of Ron Rivera getting to coach out the rest of the season. Josh Harris will make his decision after that. So now let's see if the stylistic changes are actually going to take root. So that's kind of what's next. And then the, how it is, how it's going to impact Ron Rivera's future. Cause I know a lot of people have questions about that. So let's hit the, uh, the live chat here. Uh, real quick. So, uh, you know what, Troy? So I'm really happy you brought this up, guys. So there's a, been a lot of confusion here. So while we were at the game in Dallas, you know, um, uh, you know, full disclosure, like I have my iPad up if I have room, which in Dallas, the press box is amazing. So I have all the room in the world. Um, I have my iPad up with my YouTube TV subscription up. Um, and I, I have the game telecast on, right. But we're not watching the game telecast, right? Like the only reason I have that up is because sometimes we can't see the screens and the monitors in the press box, you know, no matter where we are. But I also have the ability, you know, I'm taking notes, I'm scripting, I'm doing, I'm doing all my, all of my work. If I need to see something, I can rewind on my iPad. I can't rewind the, the, the stadium television, right? So I can rewind on my iPad. So during the course of the game, uh, I say we in the press box, I did not personally see it, but battle buddies next to me in the press box were seeing it and kind of giving me the play-by-play -play. um at one point in time jack del rio was on the field on the sideline rather chewing into cody barton jamin davis and benjamin st juice specifically and you know from what i'm told like get pretty heated about it at a separate time in the game following that fourth uh fourth and two fourth and one play where Jahan dodson and brian robinson ran into each other eric b was then angry on the sideline and kind of getting into some people two separate situations. So I asked Ron Rivera after the game during the course of the game, I can't remember the exact way I phrased the question, but basically I said Ron or uh, Jack Del Rio and Eric Bieniemy were heated during the course of the game. And I tried to get him to kind of like, give me like the spirit of the conversation, not like quotes or anything. He, just, he declined to answer the to answer the question. 
Now, without context, and my understanding is they didn't show either of those moments with either coordinator chewing their players' butts on the broadcast. So if you didn't see that, then to your ears, when you hear my question, you think I'm saying Jack Del Rio and Eric Bieniemy were going at each other. That's not what I'm saying. Two separate situations. Each coordinator is getting heated with their players after bad plays. Ron understood the context. Everybody in the media room understood the context because we saw that happening on the sideline. John Allen actually also uh, got pretty heated with his teammates on the sideline at one point as well. Um, so I understand why the context of my question it sounds like I asked if you know EB and Jack were getting at each other. That is not the case. They were each individually getting at their units at different parts in the game. So I'm glad you brought that up, Troy, because that is something I've seen circulating on social media. You know, unfortunately, look, guys, I'm asking Ron Rivera the question in the context of the game. He understands the context. So and I don't know that they didn't show that on the broadcast. So you all don't understand that context. So hopefully that clarifies a little bit. If you hear somebody talking about it, help me out. Get that out to them because I don't want, you know, I don't. The last thing I want is a rumor that Eric Bieniemy and Jack Del Rio were getting at each other because that's absolutely not the case. Uh, but hopefully that context kind of clears things up uh, just a little bit. William talks about how uh, the defense is just downright terrible. It has been. It has absolutely uh, been incredible, incredibly uh, terrible. Deborah talks about Ron giving Jack a chance to save his job, or Ron getting the chance to save his job for the next five or six games. Absolutely, I think that is. Uh, the situation that we we're looking at here is that Ron Rivera is getting an opportunity. And you know what? Uh, kudos to Josh Harris. You know what I mean? You give him a year. Um, as far as people saying they want Eric Bieniemy to get some evaluation time, I promise you, promise you, promise you, promise you, he is getting evaluated in real time. Um, very disappointing season, says Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, I can't, you know, I can't blame you uh, for being disappointed. I've had, I have a lot of insiders that are very frustrated. Uh, and, you know, I, I wish I could say more than just I understand why, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, at this point, that's kind of uh, where we are at. Um, William says, uh, Ron will last the end of the year. We'll finish the possible top seven pick. It's absolutely possible, especially with those Miami Dolphins coming in, man. I mean, I mean, Ron, like being the new, you know, de facto defensive coordinator, like he's got a tall task ahead of him to try to make this unit look better against the Miami Dolphins. Um, and yeah, yeah. Certified yam inspector. Uh, yeah, the, no, they didn't get into it. Armand, I appreciate your support. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate, yeah, the clarity. Like, again, that was my question. So again, without the context, I completely understand why it came out, uh, why it sounds the way that it did. So I apologize for that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't know until after the game that the broadcast didn't show it, which is, you know, it's the broadcast prerogative that maybe they didn't even know that it happened. So um, all right, guys. So that's going to do it for this episode. Again, bonus episode of Locked On Commanders following the fire of John, uh, Jack Del Rio and uh, Brent Bieselmeyer. Um, the last, I guess, kind of last thing, like Chris Harris. You know what I mean? If you remember Chris Harris from, from you know, not just last year, but before that, uh, secondary coach, defensive backs coach, ends up going to the Tennessee Titans. He's a he's a coach there, and I think he's their passing coordinator there. Um, that dude was incredibly valuable last year. And I think this year you're really kind of seeing just how valuable he was uh, because – we saw a lot of growth from the secondary last year, and we just didn't see that growth uh, continue into this season, and we didn't see uh, any future or continued growth happening uh, either. So we'll see. You know, a, a new evaluation period starts today. Um, insiders, we've got our command huddle coming up tomorrow. It's my insider-exclusive mailbag episode that I do every Saturday, so I've already got plenty of questions for that. Uh, but if you want to get on all that fun and you're not an insider already, join subtext.com slash commanders. Become an insider. You get all kinds of bonus goodies, and you get to text me on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, my wife doesn't like texting me on a daily basis necessarily, but you might. So come on over. Give it a try. We'll be back Monday with another full episode. I'm going to spend Saturday as my Thanksgiving since I was traveling, but I am going to spend uh, part of my Sunday 
doing some some other stuff for my other show, Locked on Bucks. But I'm also going to dive into some of Coach Ro- uh, Ron Rivera's history as a defensive coordinator to see if I can't give you guys a little bit of semblance of what a Ron Rivera specifically led defense in Washington might look like. So in the meantime, before that, you got questions, comments, throw them in the YouTube comment section, find me on Twitter, or text me directly by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Thank you for spending your Thanksgiving with me. If you did, and thanks for coming through for this bonus episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank <laughs> you.